Hello, I'm Stephen Groom. Welcome to Let God Speak. The Christian God of the Bible had a special liking for the number seven. The seventh day was a Sabbath day. The seventh year was a sabbatical year. And after seven times seven years came the year of Jubilee. The seventh new moon was a day of trumpets. The seventh month of the year was for the festivals. The Passover lasted seven days and seven weeks lie between the Passover and Pentecost. The Feast of Tabernacles lasted seven days and male children were circumcised after seven days. In the book of Revelation, there were seven churches, seven seals, seven trumpets and seven last plagues. Please join us today as we look at the most important seven of them all, the seventh day Sabbath and why God made it holy. To discuss this topic today, we have Casey Butler and Clive Nash on our panel. Welcome. Thank you. Let us begin with prayer. Dear Father in heaven, I pray that please help our audience to understand your Sabbath better through this discussion and help us on the panel to communicate this message well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'd like to start a question about in the beginning, um, in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27, it says that God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And this seems rather special. How is this important in relation to the Sabbath commandment, um, Casey? Mm. Well, the very fact that uh, God made man in his image, he gave them a unique a uniqueness in the, in the design. And if you compare them to the rest of his creation, the animal kingdom, they mainly, the animals mainly run off instinct um, for finding food, finding shelter, you know, all of those sorts of things. But God gave man a depth of intelligence and reasoning powers and the power of choice, which he didn't give the other creatures. And um, this is important because God wanted man to be able to have a relationship with himself and he's able to be able to do that because of their ability to have a spiritual um, nature. And of course, this is where it fits in with the Sabbath because the Sabbath is a day to cultivate that relationship. And um, so, yeah, man being made in God's image means that they can participate in this. Okay, so, so animals can't really keep a Sabbath, so to speak, can they? No. In the end. Not Thank in the you same sense. Yeah. Mm. Um, where is the Sabbath commandment? Uh, the fourth commandment of the Sabbath first mentioned. Uh, we know it's mentioned in Exodus 20 um, when God gave the commandments to Moses. But is that the first place in Scripture where it's mentioned, Clive? Well, certainly in the Ten Commandments, so you got, that's the first time it's it's there as a command, you yeah. know, as part of those ten. But um, you know, the the Scripture account of creation um, has you six days of creation. And then, then you've got the seventh day. And it's, and it's interesting that, um, you know, God made uh, Adam and Eve on, on the last day of the creation week, on the sixth day. Yes. But then when we go to chapter two of Genesis, um, it mentions, thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. 
So verse 31 of the previous chapter says, the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So we know the sixth day. We're now moving into the seventh day. And on verse 2 of chapter 2, and on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Mm-hmm. And then the important thing about it is mm-hmm. verse 3 says that God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. So, so he was creating this, this Sabbath rest here because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. You know, God rested as, a, as an example for Adam and Eve. Uh, I, I, like, I love the story about this you know, Sabbath rest because normally six days we work and the yes. seventh day we rest, but Adam and Eve had not done any work. Mm. Well, very little. Well, Adam had <laughs> named all the animals on yes, the sixth but, day. But he hadn't done six days of work. Yes. Mm. And so here's this Sabbath being given as an as a evidence of God's grace yes. and giving to Adam and Eve a day of rest. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, so, so the seven-day week is basically structured for the Sabbath, so to speak. Mm. Um, and we have the creation story here in the first two chapters. So how does the creation story remind us of our relationship to creation, Casey? Mm. Well, it points us back to the fact that, you know, God created our world and um, he gave us originally dominion over his creation. Now, of course, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to exploit it. He didn't intend that. He meant that we would sort of rule creation as God's representatives and be, I guess you could say, caretakers Mm, for his creation. Yeah. And the replacement of God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's that's where sort of we fit in with how God intended with the creation. Mm. And um, to what common uh, teaching that we have um, recently, does the Sabbath commandment refute Clive? Well, uh, I think if everyone down through time had kept the Sabbath, they would have been always reminded about the fact that God is a creator mm. and that he did it over a short period of time. You know, the, uh, the six days of creation week plus the seventh day of the Sabbath. Mm. Um, it's interesting to read in Romans chapter 1 and verse uh, 20, where Paul says here, for since the creation of the world, his, that's God's, invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they, that's the people who observe creation, that they are without excuse. Um, In more recent times, you know, in the 19th century, there was this idea was put forward by Charles Darwin and by some French uh, philosophers as well, that you know everything came about by slow, long ages of time by by evolution. Yes. You know, and if everyone had always kept the Sabbath, they would be reminded that no, God created the world. Mm. Yes. You know, we we're, we're living in a relatively young Earth. So, so to keep the seventh day Sabbath holy, it implies that you believe in a literal first. Um, week of creation by God. Yeah. God and and we're, we are being robbed of our relationship with God if we, we go down an anti-creation pathway. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Um, let's go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. It says that God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, and he rested from all his work which he had made. 
Mm. Casey, was, was God tired? <laughs> Good question. Because we usually rest when we're, when we're when tired. We're tired. We? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but God is not quite like us. <laughs> he is infinite in power and he doesn't tire the same way as we do. But I think it says here, you know, God blessed the seventh day. So he blessed this day, but he, and he also sanctified it. So he set it apart for a holy use. Um, but I think the, 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 the aspect of God resting is more the aspect of him sort of celebrating, taking that time to step back and, and enjoy everything that he's just made. Um, and then there's also the idea that God was resting as an example to us because he wanted us to also rest on that day. And so he was setting the example so that he could enjoy that day with us as well. To Adam and Eve, who he had just created, he was sort of saying, this is what I want you to do every week. Exactly. And when yeah. you read about the purpose of, of the Sabbath, yes. uh, in Mark chapter 227, it talks about the Sabbath being made for man. Um, that was the purpose. God intended the Sabbath for man's benefit. And so it makes sense for God to have, have rested as an example for man. Uh, that's in that. interesting because most people see it as a burden. But Mark 227 said it was for man, not against him, wasn't yes. it? Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah it was. Let's look at the fourth commandment, um, Exodus chapter 20. Um, it was written in the tables of stone by the, God's finger and handed to Moses to give to the people of Israel. For what reason does the fourth commandment give for keeping the Sabbath, Clive? Well, let's have a look at a couple of the texts. Um, Exodus chapter 20 and beginning at verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And then he goes on to talk about, you know, six days are for work. Um, and it's interesting that you mentioned earlier about, you know, animals can't keep the Sabbath, but, but it seems as though here we are supposed to give them a rest anyway yes. <laughs> on the Sabbath. Yep. Um, so even your cattle has, has a rest on that day. Mm. So and even then, if they don't understand it, they'll still enjoy having the yes. fact that they're getting And then, then in verse 11 says, For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Mm. So here's uh, the Christian God, the, the Lord, Yahweh, Elohim, the God of the Bible. Um, and uh, in keeping the, the, the Sabbath, seventh day holy means we're worshipping the, the God of the Bible, yes. you know, the one true God. Yes. Mm. Thank you for that. Uh, moving on to Exodus 23, a couple of pages further, and verse 12, it says, The six days you shall do your work, and on the seventh day you shall rest, that your ox and your donkey may rest, and the son of your female servant and the stranger may be refreshed. What is going on here, Casey? What does this tell us who the Sabbath was made for? Hmm. Yes, well, we talked all, already about the Sabbath being made for man, and I think this verse just reemphasizes that because it says um, even... It's basically emphasizing the point of the universality of the Sabbath. It applies to all mankind. It's not just the Jews, um, even though it was given explicitly to the Jews. It actually had its origins way before then, creation, as we saw earlier. And so God is wanting all mankind to actually remember the Sabbath. And when it says here that the stranger... Um, the stranger may be refreshed with the Sabbath. Uh, the stranger is like a foreigner. These are people who haven't entered into the covenant arrangement of the Israelites, which is what this is talking about. 
and um, God intended for them to have the benefit as well. Yes. So he is wanting all of humanity to um, enjoy the blessings of the Sabbath. Yes, thank you for that. Moving on to the book of Deuteronomy, which means the second giving of the law, Moses repeated the Ten Commandments, formerly given at, at Sinai in chapter 5 here, but he changed the wording of the Fourth Commandment. And we know this is under inspiration. Mm -hmm. um, how did he change it and what does it mean for us, Clyde? Well, uh, let's have a look at what the changes are yep. uh, mm -hmm. for a start. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 12. And as you say, this is the second giving of the Lord, Deutero 2, Nomos, the law. Um, the, this is the, from the Septuagint uh, version. And Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 12 says, Observe the Sabbath day. A little bit different wording right from the start, because in Exodus 20, it was remember mm. the Sabbath day. But here yes. he's saying, observe the Sabbath day, just mm. a slight change, to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Then goes on to about the, you know, the six days you shall labor and do all your work. Verse 14, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your ox, nor your donkey, nor any of your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. So as you say, Casey, it's a, a universal mm. sort of thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, and your female servant may rest as well as you. And then comes this interesting change in verse 15. And remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. And the Lord your God brought you out from there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. This is not um, denying the, the fact of creation. It's, it's, it's not changing the, the Ten Commandments as expressed in Exodus chapter 20, but it's giving an additional reason, additional reason. for keeping mm -hmm. the Sabbath. Yes. Because I have redeemed you. I have wow. saved you. Yes. You know, I, I brought you out of bondage. Yeah. And it's kind of, there's a, there's a um, what should I say, a, a kind of symbolic uh, okay. nature. Just on it. that point, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, God worked mightily for the Israelites, bringing them out of Egypt to the, to the Canaan. Um, he's parted the Red Sea, but I, it's not relevant for me. In what way is God's mighty work relevant for us in, in that commandment? Mm. And you mentioned a spiritual application. Is there a mm. spiritual application there for us? Yes, there is a spiritual application. Well, all mankind being under bondage. Mm. Uh, under bondage? What sort of bondage is all mankind under, Clive? Well, uh, let's have a look at, uh, go, again, go back to what Paul has written to the Romans. Yes. Uh, Romans chapter 7 and verse 14. Uh, Romans seven fourteen. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Mm. So, so Paul is 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 saying here that uh, you know Adam and Eve sinned against God. You know they they took on this carnal nature, as it were, but that the law is intended to restore the spiritual relationship. Yes. that we have with us, God. And certainly the Sabbath is intended to do that. If we look at another text um, by Peter in Second Peter uh, chapter 2 and verse 19, he says, while they promised them uh, liberty, 
They themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. Uh, when we sin, we've given ourselves over, as it were, to the bondage of Satan. Yes. Mm. And so we see there a struggle between um, our, our fleshly nature and God's wanting to save us. In summary, what is the reason we should keep the Sabbath that we get from Deuteronomy 5, Casey? Mm. Yeah, well, it says also in, in the next chapter, in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 13, it talks about um, that we should honour the Lord God. Yes. And um, part of honouring someone can be spending time with them. And so if we do that on the Sabbath day and honour God through spending time with Him, it, as well as bringing honour to Him, it's also an opportunity for us to be experiencing the salvation which He has given us. So which Clive was just talking about then, how God wants to save us from the bondage of sin. The more that we get to know God by spending time with Him, the more that we can begin to understand how He is wanting to save us and this whole process can um, begin to be working in our life. That's very important, isn't it? Mm. Um, so we can actually overcome the fleshly carnal nature by spending time with God, isn't mm. it? Um, the Sabbath commandment tells us that we should rest on the seventh day and work on the six days. Does this mean we can fill the, fulfill the commandment by spending the day in bed, Clive? <laughs> well, uh, that might be a little bit of the reason. You know, it's, it is a day for physical rest. Yes. Um, but uh, it's, it's also a day for, for following the example of Jesus. Yes. You know, what did Jesus do on the Sabbath? Uh, he, he performed miracles on the Sabbath. Yes. Uh, he healed the sick. Um, he went to the synagogue. Um, he did all these kinds of things. You know, he was working for the benefit of humanity. Yes. And, and I think that's what the Sabbath could mean to us as well. Yes. It's a day for, for service. Um, he did, you know, there are lots of miracles that he did on the Sabbath. And I like what John says at the end of the gospel. He says, John chapter... Uh, 21 verse 25, he says, there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books. That so he probably written. did more than the seven miracles on Sabbath that, that's yeah. written in the Bible. Mm. Um, the Pharisees, on the other hand, they were very active. The f word Pharisee means um, separated ones. And they had developed, they were very active and they developed 1,521 oral laws for actually keeping the Sabbath. Um, this showed their zeal for God and therefore their way of Sabbath keep, keeping should be applauded and exemplified in our own lives for copying. Is that right, Casey? <laughs> well, actually, they, they sort of ran into conflict even with Jesus himself over the Sabbath um, because they had made so many laws up and a number of them Jesus didn't even keep. And this got them very... Uh, distressed and, and fiery about um, Jesus' disregard of them. And um, it's interesting because cause it, the scripture says that Christ is the Lord of the Sabbath. And here the Lord of the Sabbath, as Clive was mentioning, was giving examples on how we should keep the Sabbath. Mm. And they were criticizing it and pulling it apart. One example of this is in, um, in John chapter 5, where it talks about um, a man who, was, who was, um, had a, a sickness for a long time, 38 years, and Jesus went on the Sabbath to heal him. And when he'd, when he'd healed him, he told him to pick up his bed 
and and go with him. You know, mm. he was free. He was yes. he was ready to go. And this this bed was all he had, and yes. um, it was a responsible thing to take it with him and and look after his own possessions. Yeah. And the Jews criticized this man for carrying his bed on the Sabbath. Yeah. And um, this is an example where they, I mean, they totally missed the point that this is a man who was suffering for so many years and yeah. he's been healed. And they missed the point and are picking at him yeah. carrying this. Mm. So the Sabbath was meant to be a delight, certainly not a burden. Well, well one, of, see, one of the Definitely. laws that they had about mm. carrying a burden was you're not even allowed to carry a handkerchief. Yes. <laughs> but if you pinned it to your garment, it was part of your clothing. So, so how you should... you carrying a burden then, you see. Yeah. <laughs> so how should we, um, how should we keep it? Uh, according to Isaiah, um, Clive. Okay, um, well, Isaiah uh, chapter 58 uh, gives us an indication of the fact that God intended the Sabbath to be a delight mm. for us. And uh, in Isaiah 58 verses 13 and 14, it says, If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, mm the holy day of the Lord, honourable, and shall honour him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I'll cause you to ride on the high hills of earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Mm. Uh, so God intended the, uh, the Sabbath to be a delight, you see. Uh, I like the way the New Living Translation puts this, this verse. Keep the Sabbath day holy, don't pursue your own interests mm. on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Thank mm. you. That was, that was good. Uh, um, as well as that, uh, associated with the Sabbath is what the Bible calls the preparation day. And I'd like to look at Luke twenty three fifty four, And it says that that day was the preparation. It must have been Friday and the Sabbath drew near. How was the preparation day associated with the Sabbath, Casey? Hmm. It's interesting because where you're reading from the New Testament, there were people did certain things to prepare for the Sabbath. But in the Old Testament, it also talks about that as well. Mm, um, like the manna story, for example. Exactly. In, yeah. in Exodus 16, it talks mm. about the manna story. That was a, a very good example of how to, to prepare for the Sabbath. You know, the, God taught them through in, in miraculous ways how to do it. Mm. First of all, the manna falls every day um, on the ground. They pick it up every day. But if they mm. save it for the next day, it rots. Yep. And then on Friday, which was the preparation day, they would gather twice as much and they would save some for the Sabbath day and it wouldn't go off. Wow, that's a couple of miracles there. It is. It yeah. is. And then not only that, if they went to try and collect manna on the Sabbath, there was none. Mm. So God was teaching them in very clear cut ways. Uh, about the importance of preparing for the Sabbath. You know, it says um, in verse 23 of Exodus 16 that they were to, to bake and cook and prepare all of their food for the next day on, on the preparation day so that on, on the seventh day they could completely rest and focus on, on God and nurturing mm. their relationship with Him. And so there was to be no boiling or baking on yeah. the Sabbath day. Mm. And it's interesting that that story about the manna came before the Ten Commandments were given. Yes, yes. So God yeah. expected, it must have been given to them orally. Mm. God expected them to keep it and He tested them. Yeah, that yeah I think the, you know, they'd lost a lot, a sight of a lot of those things mm. in the Egyptian bondage. Yes. Uh, and they had to be reminded. Yes. Mm. Mm. 
Some people tell me that the Sabbath was changed to Sunday, and indeed we, we've already pointed out that Jesus had conflict with the Jewish mm. leaders on Sabbath keeping. Was Jesus critical of them about the day they kept? Because we know the Jews kept Saturday. Was Jesus saying, hey, I've brought in a new day here? Well, well, Jesus kept the Sabbath. The disciples after the resurrection kept the Sabbath. Mm. Um, yet, no, Jesus wasn't criticizing or the day of worship. He was criticizing the way of mm. worship. Not the Definitely. day, but the mm. way. You know, um, for example, with all these you know, multitude of laws about the Sabbath that the, uh, the Pharisees had created, mm. you know, they said, you're not allowed to expectorate or, or spit on the ground because that's irrigating. You know, you can't irrigate on the Sabbath. Um, Once so, again, making it a burden. Yeah, yeah. So, so Jesus was more concerned about, you know, the, the day of itself. Yes. Mm. And it was critical of the, of the way it was yes. being worshipped. Yeah. And let's turning to Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 3. It tells us the Sabbath was to be a solemn rest, a holy convocation. Mm. I'm not sure what convocation means. Mm. Can you expand on that? Mm. Please, yes, it's fascinating. Convocation is actually the word that like we would more commonly use today is, is, um, is a convention. Convention. Um, it basically means a gathering together for worship. And uh, God intended, as you can see here, that the seventh day Sabbath would be a day that we would set aside where we can all gather together to worship. I believe God. the Good News translation even says that. Mm. Doesn't it? Yes. That's true. Yes. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's something that God says even back elsewhere in the Bible that it's important for us to not forsake that, to not, not neglect the gatherings together for worship because it's a very important part of our spiritual life and our spiritual growth to meet together, to share, to praise God together. And we can gather for other days, but God calls this holy, you know, a holy mm. gathering on mm. that day. We can get That's a it. double blessing for the Sabbath. Mm. Mm. In the pre-GPS era... Um, the Bible says uh, we had all sorts of signs that are significant. The Bible speaks about the Sabbath being a sign of sorts. Can you explain this, Clive? Yeah, sure. I think, um, Stephen, you're, you're thinking about Exodus uh, chapter 31. Yes. And uh, verse 13, it says, Surely my Sabbath you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and and you throughout your generations. And then down in verse 17, it uses the same word again. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens, the earth, and on the seventh day, he rested and so on. Yes, okay. So very definitely a sign a that sign. we belong to him. Or a seal even yep. interrelated. Mm -hmm. Moving on to Colossians, and this is brought up a lot in regards to people saying that this does away with the Sabbath. Um, Colossians chapter 2, it tells us the seventh day, the Sabbath was fulfilled. Should it no longer be kept? No, it says it was a shadow of things to come, but the Sabbath points back to the past, to what God has already done. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Clive. That's all we have time for. God's Sabbath is for all who enjoy living on this created planet. It is a constant reminder of our origins, our destiny, and our responsibility to the outcasts and the marginalized. In fact, the Sabbath is so important that instead of us coming to it, it comes to us every week as a perpetual reminder of who we are, who made us, 
and the saving relationship that we have with God, our Redeemer. And finally, the Sabbath will be kept in the new heavens and the new earth when, he, when Jesus comes again. We are glad you were with us today on Let God Speak. All our past programs can be viewed on our website, 3abnaustralia.org.au. Look for teacher's notes there too, if you need them. You can email us on lgs at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We hope you join us again next time. God bless. You have been listening to Let God Speak, a production of 3ABN Australia Television. To catch up on past programs, please visit 3abnaustralia.org.au. Call us in Australia on 02 4973 3456 or email radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We'd love to hear from you.